0: like, eating together with the band, I found is, is like, super important, you know? Um, it's not just about, like, getting on stage and, and making music together, but you have to have these kind of experiences.
1: The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey and by Nick
2: Hey, everybody. Fred Minnick here. Welcome back to The Fred Minnick Show. Before we kind of jump into uh, the interview and, um, and a little teaser of what it's about, I want to tell you about some stuff I've got going on. The... The Green Bay show, the VIP is almost sold out. That's April 16th. If you want to get a little taste of the old Forester Birthday Bourbon and you live in Wisconsin, make sure you are getting, uh, you're signing up for that. Also, we just announced a new show in Los Angeles or more particular, Hollywood at the Rainbow Bar and Grill. That's right, the famous rainbow room where John Lennon, Elvis, Lemmy, uh, all these incredible, iconic musicians hung out. I'm going to get to do Blind Bourbon right there. So make sure you are checking that out as well. I've got so many cool things happening this 2022. And you're I I go so fast and do so many things that I forget to sometimes mention them on this podcast. But the best way to keep up with all the things I've got going on is go to fredminnick.com. Go to fredminick.com. Just join the newsletter. Also, if you want to hit the contact button... Uh, and ask for a sticker. I'll send you a Fred Minnick Show sticker. But in all seriousness, thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy this week's episode.
1: People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Live fast, drink responsibly. This is about something that lights your fire when
3: nothing else will. This is the Mark Divine Show. This show we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous.
1: Transform the nature and functioning of our own
3: brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action, be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions, and how do you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. Every episode turns our guest's experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life
2: filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to
4: reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest.
3: It all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves to become a beacon of light for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Devine show. hoo
4: At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, Each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Mictor's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Mictor's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Mictor's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey.
2: I will never forget my introduction to Madis Yahoo. The year was 2007. I was soon to be married and I was trying to figure out my life, you know, post Iraq. I remember a lot of random things from this year, including this one particular moment. Jimmy Kimmel looked into the camera and said, our next guest is the most popular Jewish rapper since MC Hammer. I dropped whatever I was doing in the moment. And I chuckled and I just sat on the couch and I waited for whatever Kimmel was about to say next, which was, From Brooklyn, New York, welcome the Hasidic Hip-Hop Reggae of Modest Yahoo. And that was my introduction to Modest Yahoo. I was a fan immediately after. What my ears heard and my eyes saw forever burned a memory into my brain. Modest Yahoo broke new ground for the genre now known as Jewish hip hop. Today on the Fred Minnick Show, we celebrate Modest Yahoo's latest album named Modest Yahoo, which in my opinion breaks away from his traditional style. And we don't sip whiskey this time, no, nope, we drink coffee. In fact, you may recall his coffee from a previous episode. I have become such a fan of Win Coffee that I brought it with me into the tasting room, and you're going to see it in a few other episodes as well. If you'd like to join us for this little coffee taste-off, you can go to WinCoffeeSupply.com. That's N G U Y E N CoffeeSupply.com. Enter Fred Minnick 10 for checkout. You'll get 10% off. And there's also a shareable link inside the description of the podcast. But for the most part, this episode is just a couple of friends drinking coffee, learning about one another, and uh, really celebrating one of the greatest artists of our generation, especially for his genre, which he's opened so many doors for. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this interview with Modest Yahoo. And joining uh, the Fred Minnick Show, an iconic musician who's changed the game of reggae, Madis Yahoo. Good to see you, sir. How are you? Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I have to tell you, I listened to your your latest album named after yourself, Maris Yahoo, and it is uh, it's very different than your than your previous works. And um, was was that intended? Did you did you come about this uh, this album a little differently?
0: uh kind of like my, my intention with every album is to try to do something different of, mm-hmm. uh, i never never really trying to kind of create something similar or too similar to the last record that i made and uh with this one um basically uh same same situation and kind of happened in a pretty organic way but as as we started recording it became pretty clear that this was different but all, as well, it was what I was looking for, you know for for the new album.
2: so i I loved every song, but there was one that really just uh, pulled on me no no pun intended, and that was tugboat that That was my huh? my favorite song from the, from the album. What was your uh inspiration for uh, for tugboat?
0: Well, uh, I guess uh fatherhood and uh, just the feeling that you're sort of like take, bringing everyone along with you and kind of like pulling this uh, family uh you know through through whatever it is that we're going through you know what i mean and um, i just i also lived on the river hudson river in new york and i was watching a lot of tugboats and i became pretty fascinated by them so
2: yeah yeah the- they're they're on there a lot going back and forth that's for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i I, re- I remember reading uh in the materials that this this uh this album's almost like a memoir for you in like this uh in, of of the last few years, and I, I thought, as someone who's written memoirs, I, I I found that a very fascinating description.
0: Oh, thanks. I mean, yeah, I think uh, with every album, you know, especially when you look back on it, it's sort of um, it feels like it represents a period of time, a period of time mm-hmm. of uh, of my life, and um, certainly with this one, the last five years has been like very a clear amount of time, you know.
2: Yeah, and you're you're obviously you, you you often get a lot in in all your interviews. I, I see you know people bringing up uh, religion and talking to you about your faith, and I, I always find that you know fascinating. I I I am um I am a I'm not a religious person, but I am very much somebody who respects. You know, someone who can keep to a faith, especially in today's world. And I just got to say, the way that you, the way that you handle yourself in interviews when people talk to you about it, I mean, it's really, I mean, I look up to you with with how you, you know, report, keep yourself, and you know, when people ask you questions constantly uh, about that. I just, I think the way you hold yourself and your composure is always fascinating. It's always top notch in my book.
0: Oh, thanks so much. I like the way that you, you describe yourself as not being but religious, but having like a deep respect for people that hold to a faith. Because
2: that is definitely a
0: nice way to look at it. It's a, it is not not easy to to do that. So it's cool that you see that.
2: Yeah, and, and and you know the thing is is we have so many arguments about people's religions, and and I'm there's not always a lot of respect, uh, you know, for the other person, and you and you see that you carry that respect, and I, I just think we need more more of that kind of leadership in the world so kudos to you no, normally at this point when in the show when i say something like that i would normally pick up a glass of whiskey and, and toast you well we're not we're not drinking whiskey today uh but i was curious are you a whiskey fan
0: um yeah well you know i i do i do like whiskey uh a little bit but i don't know that much about it to be honest with you you know m- more it was more um vodka in the russian circles of, that mm-hmm. i was sort of in in the religious community um but I I definitely like it and enjoy it, but uh, I have to be a little careful with it as well.
2: You well, know? yeah, I mean I understand that. As I'm surrounded by uh, by whiskey, uh, you know, it's what I do. I taste it for a living. It's that's that's I my would, talent.
0: <laughs> I watch. I saw that, and I was like, he must be a really strong man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or I just take little bitty taste, right? <laughs> that's one. Uh, so before we get into what we're going to do, is we have uh, we both. Uh, have a uh, coffee uh, sent to us from uh, the Win Coffee Company, and the this is uh, a Vietnamese American uh, owned uh, owned coffee company. Uh, Sarah Wynn, who had been on my show before, I'm just a big fan of this coffee and her and listeners. You can go uh, go to uh, WinCoffeeSupply.com uh, and enter discount code uh, FredMinick10. That's FredMinick10 to get uh, to taste what we are tasting now for it for a discount but what we're going to do is we are going to nose we're going we're going to uh nose these uh these three different uh three different products we've got uh we've got loyalty we've got uh true grit and we have moxie and these are you know moxie is a uh, 100% uh, Arabica. Uh, Loyalty is uh, a Robusta and uh, Arabica, and True Grit is 100% uh, Peaberry uh, Robusta. And I'm a huge, huge coffee drinker, but I have never done what we're about to do. This is we are going to do a single cup. And, and like it just you can see ever if if you're watching this at home, there's like these little rings here and we're going to pour hot water over that and that's this is my cup. It's gonna go like that. are just gonna put put hot water over it. so it's kind of like like a tiny almost like a tiny French press you know for a single serve but it's called um, it is called a fin um, so. I'm Really excited to try that. We're, we'll see how that goes. I might, I might screw it up. But one, one thing I wanted to ask you, I've noticed that um, you know there's always a lot of fascination with your name, Modest Yahoo, and I've seen some interviews, um, you know how how you got your name. But I've noticed here lately, you referred to as Modest a lot. Are 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 you mo- moving toward a <laughs> uh, a name change?
0: No, no, Modest is like short. It's like Matthew and Matt. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that's what that's what like all you know, friends and people be calling me matis, you know.
2: Awesome. Well, uh, are you ready to are you ready to uh, start smelling? Do you do do you like smelling things? Are you someone who like seeks out um, flowers or fruits? Do you smell? Do you smell before you taste?
0: I do. I've always been affected by smell a lot. Um, I like the tasting and the smelling. Uh and I'll give you a little a little thing from the uh from the Torah it says that when when the Messiah comes, he will smell and he will know is the translation of it. And it's spoken about that it says that smelling uh, is the deepest of all, all the senses because it's locked to mem memory in mm-hmm. a way other senses aren't.
2: That's, so, abso- uh, that's absolutely true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I know with certain sense like um, like sage, for example, I, I spent some time uh, as a teenager in in Eastern Oregon, in the in the high desert, and it was during the springtime when the sage was just like so intense. And and to this day, when I smell it, it brings me like right back to that moment. So yeah, I'm a fan of the scent.
2: Is there a, so that's a positive smell. Uh do you have a, a a negative experience that you can relate to a smell and you're like oh you smell that and you're like you just start walking away cuz it takes you back to a to a not so good moment
0: Hmm. it's funny I, there was one well, there was once a time backstage we no, I, I won't tell that story um <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's okay
0: uh but no uh really there's, I'm trying to think of one, like a, a negative smell. like The only thing I can th- like think of that's coming to my mind right now is when I got COVID, um, mm. just this past AmeriCon. I, I managed to not get it and then get it, um, the AmeriCon version. And uh, to me, everyone was s- speaking about the loss of smell. But to me, it was like not a loss of smell. It was like a very distinct smell. Mm. Very harsh, kind of almost burnt smell. And I noticed it. I had a hamburger. And it was the first thing that I noticed was like, what is that, that horrible smell? And then I noticed I smelled it everywhere. I started opening up the coffee and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff to try to smell. And instead of no smell, it was that. And the smell reminded me of something. I know I've smelled it before. That's the weird thing. It, it, it wasn't like it's the first time I've had COVID, but I, I had smelled that smell before as a child. And I don't know from where, though, but I remember it was a long wow. time yeah it took me back somewhere but i can't,
2: I can't wow remember. i mean it, you might have uh you might have had like um on an, an, an early strain of uh of that at some point Who so knows? now now that we're uh, now that we're going into to smelling some uh some coffee um it, it, smelling coffee can be it, it's real easy to just say it it smells like coffee. So what we're what we're gonna do here, we're gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna apply some some whiskey smelling techniques here, and see right. if we can uh, pick up some distinction between the two. Let's go ahead and start with the with the loyalty. So just kind of you know get your nose in there, kind of go back and forth. Our our nostrils will they both work very differently? You know, one one will pick up will be more susceptible to bitters, and one will be more susceptible to sweets. And if you kind of like isolate them, you can take you can you can tell uh, how different they work.
0: Interesting, yeah, it's true. I never thought of that. I never I never noticed that before.
2: Now this one, this one makes me want to have breakfast. Like uh, uh, this is just making me feel like I, I need to have breakfast right now. What would you have with it? What Honestly, kind of just just a just a real nice, um, just a real nice pancake and also maple syrup. Real yeah. Real uh, unhealthy kind of uh, breakfast. It's where that's it's where this is going with me.
0: It's very breakfasty. I hear what you're saying.
2: What what do you uh, what do you like to chow down on for breakfast?
0: For breakfast, uh it's funny, uh, I'm not really much of a eater in the morning anymore. I used to breakfast was my favorite meal and my favorite dishes were breakfasts. But um now I I kind of I'll make eggs, you know, for the kids and stuff. I'll eat and I'll eat them. My wife made a really great breakfast today. She made like an egg with pesto and cheddar cheese, like a like a Oh. Like over with sourdough.
2: Uh, toast and I butter. mean, s- sign me up for pesto all day long. I love that. Yeah, yeah amazing. All right, so loyalty, which is the uh, this is the you know oh, that's cr- true. Get the wrong one. This is a this is a blend of robusta and arabica, and again, this is this is coming from Vietnam, and Vietnam is uh, uh makes uh, a lot of coffee beans in the world, but they. Don't always get the credit, like say uh, South America or Africa coffee beans do, and when when coffee is a is a really strong is a really strong company that's trying to change that. So nice, very very good people. So we go to True Grit now. Woo, that's completely different, different thing. Oh boy, yeah. I mean this this is a. This is a classic example of how coffee just you know is complex can be complex and you can really tell from one thing to another and this is uh one hundred percent uh peaberry robusta
0: yeah this is this, this this doesn't remind me of breakfast so much
2: no no this is uh i mean unless you're gonna have steak and eggs you know yeah. <laughs> something it's- big. Ooh.
0: Powerful.
2: Yeah, know, I feel like I just woke up, you know, like the, the the cobwebs just lifted a little bit. All right, so what do you what do you think of this one? I do uh uh there's there's a there's like a kind of a zesty like a zesty aroma here for me, like a citrusy, yeah. zesty kind of aroma
0: something maybe a little spicy yeah um yeah like uh it's a little less appealing to me than the first one than the loyalty um because that one smell and it is very very distinct and it feels like something very something uh like it's gonna be like a really bold cup is what it feels like
2: it does feel like it's gonna be a bold cup and sometimes that's a good thing you know yeah totally and then we go. I'm
0: typically of like more of an Ethiopian or something a little bit that's almost uh, closer to tea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so,
2: so lo- loyalty is the winner in the clubhouse for you right now. So far, but so, I like the color of this, so
0: I'm thinking good things.
2: Uh, Moxie's uh, this is a, a single origin uh, arabica, so hundred percent, and you know, so arabica was also in loyalty, so maybe maybe we'll see here oh man Mm. that smells amazing
0: i love that one it's 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 stronger than the loyalty no question i would say the scent
2: yeah but it's but it's stronger yet not um not overpowering
0: yeah exactly That's really nice.
2: I I think we have our winner.
0: Yeah, I would I would go with this one as our as our choice.
2: So, all right. So let's do. Let's get this together here, or I'm gonna try to get this together. I'm gonna I'm gonna show. I'm gonna pour my little contraption here. Hopefully, I don't spill anything on my computer.
0: You just put your coffee in. Is that what you did there? Yeah,
2: put I uh, put the coffee in the in the cup, and then this is. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Yeah.
0: Since you do this kind of thing, I don't know—not the coffee, but when they say tablespoon, how heaping of a tablespoon do you think we're talking about? Something like that. Yeah,
2: that'll That's- do. Yeah. Yeah. so now
0: okay that's out there you got your water going
2: yeah i got my hold on here i did it i did it backwards so i feel that feel this Fill that up there. Let
0: it flower, right? Yeah.
2: We're
0: going to let it sit for a little
2: bit. And then that will just kind of slowly go down there. Well, that ain't working out but um, I just caused a big mess on my on my uh, chair here oops no problem well the coffee will I will eventually get the coffee where it's working but I just Fortunately, no one can see the uh, the mess I just made. It's not going up against any electrical equipment, though, so that's good.
0: I got it. I got it happening here. I like this little device. I've never used a uh, Vietnamese uh, press like this. It's the first time.
2: Yeah, it's very. Um, it's very clean.
0: I love making one cup of coffee.
2: Oh, it smells amazing. Yeah, sometimes when you make, a like, a full pot of coffee, you get, like, you have this, like, feeling you don't want to waste it, so you drink too much of it. Yeah. But a single cup, like... You make that perfect single cup of coffee, I mean, it can get you through the morning instead of having to drink like four or five. Yeah, that's true. Do you do you use a Keurig? Like one of those single... Uh,
0: I use now like a uh, Nespresso an machine and I do the cappuccinos. Right? I oh, used nice. To use the, yeah, I used to use the Chemex and that's what I'm going to use for the rest of this coffee that I have here that you guys sent. So, um, I'm going to try to get back into the Chemex because that was really nice cup of coffee it ma- it really made you it's funny because <clears throat> i always took milk and sugar in my coffee mm-hmm. when i started drinking like the chemex i think i ran out of milk one day and i just took a sip of it and i was like that's a completely different experience and uh, i started drinking it without the the milk and sugar <clears throat> because you really taste all those flavors and stuff so you can t-
2: definitely taste more um you know milk and sugar can really mask the coffee yeah. obviously I guess
0: that's the point of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well you're drinking crappy coffee, you really want to mask it. That's right. You wow. just want there we go. Are you are you good to go? Are you bored?
2: All right. I'm mm. gonna take a... shucks. I think you're gonna like this. I think it's gonna uh, your description of like you like things that are a little bit more like tea. Yeah. And you know, that is uh that's a really I, I'm not going to say that this is like tea, uh, but I, I feel like it is uh, mm. definitely wow. in, in that world.
0: This is perfect. From this is the exact cup of coffee that I like, just like this. Perfect.
2: Mm. I can't stop sipping it. It's fantastic. Wow. And it's a good afternoon cup of coffee, you know, yep. for, you know, it's not, I, I, I like, I like breakfast coffees to go with food. I like the, the afternoon coffee to be quite a bit more, um, quite a bit more palatable, like in the spice area of my palate. And this has got some nice spices to it. Like, I, I... I can feel it really like tingling in the back of my palate, which is very nice. And this is great coffee.
0: Yeah. It seems to be low with the acid. Like, it doesn't leave that kind of acidity too right. much. Yeah. And, uh, I don't, it doesn't leave like a weird taste in my mouth at all. And, um, it's kind of earthy, no? A little bit earthy.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. And it reminds me, um, reminds me like uh of like chewing on uh chewing on like some sorghum or it's not you know it's not sweet um but it has like this kind of like grassy mm. you know kind of grassy note to it I, I just, this is great i mean i drink this coffee every day
0: yeah me too i, m- I might start now
2: and we, it's may this may be uh, pushing a few other uh uh products out the out the door and again uh, the it's it's Wind coffee company uh, wind Coffee Supply, and I met, I met the uh, met the owner, and had her on the show, and she just was this like bundle of energy and just so much enthusiasm and pride for what she does, and and she's changing the coffee industry, uh, getting people to think about Vietnamese coffee, which I got to be honest with you, until I met her, I didn't really think of Vietnam for its coffee.
0: Yeah, totally. So, nice work
2: with this. Um, with this new album, will you uh, will you be going out on tour with it here uh, yeah. pretty soon?
0: Yeah, I think we're going to do some touring in the spring, um, late summer, and mm-hmm. fall here. Okay, we'll be touring with the album for sure.
2: Or do you do you normally like to um, do you like to do festivals or do you like to uh, you know tour by, by yourself in venues or how do you? Um, how do you normally like to, to promote an album like this?
0: Well, you know, you want to promote the album as big as possible. It's a promotion you're promoting. So, uh, mm-hmm. obviously like big shows and festivals are the, be- are, are the best way to do that. I think, um, but then they're fun. I like big energy shows. Um, it still brings out that kind of like little, thing in me from when i first started where you're around everyone else is performing Mm -hmm. so you want to set yourself apart a little competitive kind of drive which is nice and uh, you get to meet um all other bands other artists and peers and stuff so the festivals are always nice um and then uh you know small shows are really nice too i play a lot of really intimate shows at like wineries like the city winery we we did a big run and um those are great too you know there's usually it's nice when everyone's sitting down and uh it allows you kind of the ability to sort of improvise and take places in different and take the music in different places when when you know you're not locked into like a 40 minute set where you're trying to Mm -hmm. control the fifty thousand people you know
2: yeah and and you know and this album was my first introduction to uh uh salt cathedral and and seeing what you uh, uh you know they worked you worked with them on this and they, they were featured on a couple songs uh Chameleon uh being one of them and um I I was really I was really excited to read and and learn uh about them. I was, this was this album was my first introduction to them. What what were they like to work with?
0: Oh, uh, they were great. Um I worked with them in 2016 on two uh two singles that we did one for their EP and one for mine. Mm. I had a great experience there. And then, <clears throat> uh, was well, you we starting to get ready to really do some heavy recording and COVID hit, all the sessions got canceled. And so, uh, I was trying to figure out how I could really like continue or how I could, write, you know, continue to keep writing and whatnot. So I reached out to them and they came to my house. We, you know, spent a lot of time together the, the entire summer of 2020. And it was fun, you know, it's like, Three people in a room. I've worked before in combinations where you have like a full band, where there's a lot mm-hmm. of people, in, or where it's one on one, like just you and the producer. But mm-hmm. working with three people was really interesting because each of us kind of come to the table with a different uh, skill set, and um, and it, it was really fun to do. Uh, the process was 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 very different from from every process, but they're always different. You know?
2: will Will they will they tour with you? Since they are featured on a couple of them,
0: Uh that's a good question. They're featured, and then her voice is is certainly like laced throughout the entire record and in, in the background vocals. Um, and um, they produced the entire record, so it's it's definitely something that we've thought about and would love to do and have them involved in that. We that's awesome.
2: See- so. so, would you would you get like? Um, I can see you getting like. Uh, like a rock show you know obviously you would fall into the 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 reggae side reggae festivals but like a hip-hop show i could see booking you but i I could see like a like a fun like hard rock show booking you as well like what what's the what's the norm for the festivals that book you in terms of the lineups
0: um, the normal festivals, I'm getting booked in are reggae festivals for the most part. And mm-hmm. I get booked in other events and things like, you know, uh, marathons or like, you know, uh, different different types of events uh, mm-hmm. that are happening in cities and that kind of thing. Um, shows like in parks or that that type of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, the reggae festivals just seems to be the main spot where I, I found my, my place.
2: And do you, feel like, when you burst on the scene, you know, more than, um, what, shoot, 2006? 2006, 2006 mm-hmm. around that time frame? Um, you know, everybody was like, whoa, this uh, this guy's not who we think of for reggae. I mean, now you're kind of a household name in the reggae circles. Has that, uh, has that kind of, that, like, surprise for people after after they see you has that kind of went away a little bit or is it still there
0: other surprise that uh people have that i do reggae
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: um well yeah for someone who doesn't know me like for example if i'm taking like an uber and they're like where are you going and i'm like uh i'm performing i'm a, I'm a singer what well what do you sing uh, i guess you know reggae is kind of what i'm most classified under usually although i don't know if this new record is going to be classified as reggae i think it will pop up probably under alternative maybe um we'll see where it lands but um yeah and then people are always just like wait what wait what you do reggae (laughs) yeah i don't know how to even try to explain it or even spell my name for you so just let's just go to the airport (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's like i'm you should say like i'm out of yahoo google me Mm -hmm. <laughs> airport please and matches who well look, i am very excited about your uh, your your new album you know it drops uh March 25th there's already um you know when this airs it will it will be out but you know right now it's you know there's already a couple songs available and I'm already seeing people. Uh, you know, talk about it in uh, in some of my groups. So uh, that's very exciting for me to see. And I, I hope you have a- another number one on your hands. You oh, know, uh, and I-, I I believe in it. And again, my my favorite song in this is is Tugboat. I I don't know where that's gonna, you know, where it'll go. But Lonely Day is a great song. Chameleon's amazing. But uh, I really I really do think you have a number one hit in there again, man. Hey, really thanks dope. so
0: much. I was at uh, the barbershop shop the other day, and I, so I just put up, put on that the record just to see reactions. And one of the guys walked in, and it was Tugboat. And then when I left, he was like, "What was that first song? What, which one was that?" So I was <laughs> like, "Tugboat. It's a fun. It's a fun one to." To say to like, it's nice, it's a cool theme. There haven't been too many songs written about tugboats, I don't think so.
2: No, I mean, I mean, you should we should market this to the Tugboat Association, you know, find (laughs) find those uh those uh captains that you know you saw on the Hudson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You inspired Modest Yahoo, (laughs) Modest Yahoo,
2: (laughs) no way They, they would totally start playing your uh playing your music and just like. You know, screaming it out all over uh, all over the river. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they would let you play on a tugboat. That's that be it. Sick.
0: That's how the, you just you just thought of the idea for the video for sure.
2: The so you're 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 singing on the tugboat on the Hudson. Boom. That's it. I love awesome. it. <laughs> well, I, I look forward to meeting you in person, and hopefully next time, you know, we can have a little bit of whiskey uh, if you have uh, if you can if you can sip that day. And uh, but you know, this coffee was it was pretty good. This was fun. First time I'd done this. Awesome,
0: man! Thank you so much. Thanks for doing something like a little outside of the norms for for me. Hey,
2: listen, it. honestly, anything for you. I'm a big fan, and um, you know, sometimes you get sometimes i interview people that i'm i'm a little nervous interviewing because i'm a fan i'm a fan of music and uh, i've really uh, i've really enjoyed watching you rise and uh and then this is my favorite album that you've done and i'm honored that I have to have the had a crack to listen at it before it uh, before it's public oh wow thank you so much man cheers my friend cheers all right so we we were uh kind of wrapping up there and we're like well you know what Let's 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 give this loyalty a shot. Let's taste that.
0: Okay, cool.
2: So I've started a process in a much a much uh, cleaner version this time. I didn't spill water everywhere. I don't get coffee grounds slung, um, and uh, I definitely did make a mess though with that <laughs> previ- that previous one. I mean, I'm I'm lucky I didn't spill this all over the computer. Oh yeah. Where are you based at? I'm in uh, I'm in Louisville. Oh, nice! Yeah, we we have a couple festivals here that you'd be really good on. Uh, we have Forecastle. I yeah. think you'd be a good. You'd be good on that. And then um, I'm a part of a festival uh, called Bourbon and Beyond. Uh, you'd be good on that one as well, I think. But um, you know, reggae. You know, people. I don't. Feel, I feel like you know people don't respect reggae like they should, uh, or or even like that. Just like that that sound. You know. Yeah
0: um yeah maybe maybe it's possible i think there was there a place called headliners in louisville Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i played there a bunch of times um and um yeah totally
2: yeah Um, headliners is uh is a a classic 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 spot. spot yeah but definitely i mean
0: it's been it's funny because like you you know when i came out it was like you know He's Hasidic and it's reggae music, you know, and that was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. to classify it because it's like two things that were sort of hard to wrap your head around. And it's no doubt my first studio album, Shake Off the Dust, like we, we went out to make a Roots reggae mm-hmm. album, you know. So between that and Live at Stubbs, I guess, and then Youth with Bill Laswell producing, the first few records were pretty heavily reggae. After that, since then, um, I constantly like getting either critique or just like mention of how how it's different, and it's the album has become you know the reggae is like always a huge part of my influence and it, it's infused, but mm-hmm. um, it's definitely gone very very far away from traditional uh, reggae or even dancehall reggae. Even though I might you know spit with uh, dancehall kind of flavor, but I'll mm-hmm. I'll do even like live at Stubbs is like ripping guitar solos and rock moments and and beatboxing and you know it's like a real mix but right so but yeah you I find myself in the reggae circuit for sure
2: i i would say i just like music i like good music and yeah. you know however however you want to classify it alternative reggae whatever yeah. it's good how's that yeah <laughs>
0: Dude, that's how i feel about music too especially now like the genres have really Blended, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, it's it's harder to classify. Music I mean, when now. you
2: have when you have country artists rapping, you know, yeah, it, it's you, it. <laughs> rap, <you're at? laughs> and, and well, what I find interesting is like heavy metal and rap had been doing that for forever, but then country does it, and it's like everybody's like, oh well, look at all this uh, blending of genres. Like it's kind of been yeah. happening in a lot of other places for a while.
0: Yeah, like, well. Yes, it started at the even at the very onset of hip hop with like Run DMC and all of that. um, uh, Smith, right? It was kind of like a staple from the beginning, almost like that. These are both two kind of um, alternative styles of music, Mm -hmm. whereas country is sort of uh, maybe a little bit more of a staple. You know, I don't know.
2: True. Something,
0: but it's definitely touched. It's not pure. Look, I am.
2: I am I am almost looks like I am ready. Fine. Okay. Did not screw it up, I don't think. Here we go. All right, we are tasting the loyalty now and that is,
1: is mm.
2: the blend of robusta and arabica.
0: It's, it's sweeter, I think, right? Or is it just, is that my brewing?
2: Oh, definitely. Um, like on the fruit side, like it's mm. got, it tastes like, it's got like this papaya note in there for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: But it's still breakfast to me. Like this is like, you know, now the the pancake has been upgraded to pecans and maple syrup walnuts and maple syrup over pan- on a pancake
0: yeah totally I
2: know I know um, I have quite a few friends who uh, uh, who are Hasidic and one of the one of the challenges um, they have is like they, they bring their own food when you're when you're on tour do you bring do you bring your own food or do you have a pretty good staple of like restaurants and grocery stores you can go to when you're on the road?
0: Well, it's changed for me over the years, I've had different um situations, and- it, ori- originally it was a thing you know uh the downside of that you know I wasn't able to really taste the foods of all these different cultures and places okay. that I If you think about it like in a town or a city in a restaurant, you know there's like a there might be like five or six staple restaurants or something. I couldn't eat at those places, and I couldn't eat even necessarily the food of of, of the culture. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that I couldn't even if the whole band is going out to eat, you know, you're stuck in a hotel room eating some like cold matzo ball soup or that a rabbi brought by for you or something. So I did get the uh, opportunity to meet a lot of Jewish and Hasidic families in all of these places and eat their home cooking. So that was that was that was great. Uh, but it That's did. A win. It, that was a win. But it did sort of impede like some elements, uh, some some things, you know. Uh, socially and and important things like eating together with the band, I found is is like super important you know mm-hmm. um it's not just about like getting on stage and, and making music together, but you have to have these kind of experiences so um at some point i I decided to become vegan, and uh, we were playing a festival actually sort of not too far from from Louisville uh Wacarusa it was okay not exactly where that was but they had been instructed that I was vegan and so they had the chef cook up a vegan meal for for me and the entire crew and vegan by the way is like always going to be kosher because you're not dealing with mixing meat and cheese you're not dealing with uh, kosher meat slaughter or any of those things so basically there's, there's nothing that could be on kosher so I was kosher vegan we had this meal it was incredible it was the first night of our tour and the last night of the festival So I had this, this kid, Jack come on tour with us and and he became the vegan chef. And that was, that was special few years, you know, waking up to juices and smoothies and after shows, having these like vegan sandwiches, specially made. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. So that was cool. And now, uh, to be honest with you, I pretty much eat everything. I, 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 I had like a moment where I was macrobiotic and only Mm -hmm. ate like brown rice and, and root vegetables. And um, it's all kind of like, it's all, it's all had an impact on me to where I am today, the food. And I guess as a metaphor for a lot of things, but, um, you know, I, I appreciate more than anything, like a good, like bagel with whitefish with the onion and the capers or like all the Jewish foods that I was around a lot. I love, I love and introduce those to my kids. But then I also uh, I also appreciate all the healthy foods and the vegan and the macro and all that. I can have a miso soup for breakfast, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I I can go out and have pancakes and, and uh, you know and whatever. You know, I, I appreciate it all.
2: Well, it sounds like you've been um, you you've you've studied uh, various types of foods as as much as you have music. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's quite a journey there from. Uh, <laughs> from hotel from hotel room rabbi food to uh <laughs> uh <laughs> to uh to jack <laughs> the vegan chef
0: jack the vegan chef to like uh yeah
2: that's awesome though i i always love good tour store tour stories because like that's the uh so many so many crazy things happen on on tour like people losing instruments and having to borrow somebody's you know what's oh, yeah. I was recently
0: talking to our first drummer, Jonah, a awesome guy. Um, because I was like in the street and someone ran into me and they were like, you know, I, I was at the show. It was incredible. And the show that they were at was it in like 2003, maybe, while I was still in Yeshiva. And I would like, I would, if I had a gig or something, we would like schlep the PA system on the subway. I'd like round up a couple of guys. And we would, uh, we would go do it. So we did a show in the youth center in Crown Heights for like maybe 25 to 30, like teenage boys, uh, you know. And uh, it was just like totally wild, you know, big bottles of vodka all over the, you know. Mm. It was like, it's that's the Russian, you know, style of, of Hasidim is the drinking is, is a part of it for sure. And uh, in the middle of the set, the drummer just like let out a shriek and he's like a pretty tough guy. Like he's like, you know, into karate and horror movies and he's like screaming at the top of his lungs. We all turn around and there's a huge infestation of maggots that, is, that has come through a hole in the ceiling and he's covered by like hundreds and hundreds of maggots that are pouring through the ceiling. Oh
2: my <laughs> God.
1: <laughs>
0: pretty wild.
2: That is... Ooh. Like, I mean, I just have this, like, uh, vision. That's awful.
0: Yeah. Poor guy. No one had, had, I, I, there were literally 30 people at that show, so no one has ever stopped me and said that. (laughs) Wow.
2: Well, you know, if that would have been uh, Slipknot, that probably would have been a thing of uh, honor because they call their fans maggots, so. Oh, yeah.
0: You (laughs) go, can you imagine?
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what was your thoughts between the two coffees? Is Is the moxie the winner? For you, between as your favorite, or did did uh, loyalty come through?
0: It's pretty close, but Moxie is 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 the one for me, for Mm. sure. But I'm I'll definitely enjoy this loyalty as well.
2: Well, the good news is, you know, you can you can taste and change your mind later, right? That's the that's the beauty of tasting.
0: How about for you? Do you have a do you prefer? I think I'm
2: right. I'm right with you. I I love the Moxie. Like the Moxie was was where it's at. That was uh, definitely my definitely my favorite. And if I recall when I tasted this uh, with her, I, mean, I tasted several cups of coffee with her, and I think this was my favorite then, too. It's delicious. Were you jacked when you left the interview? No. No, not at all. No, good I was... Uh, it was a good I, quality coffee. Yeah. It, I mean, this, this coffee doesn't... I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it has like... A, like its caffeine levels match my blood system or something but it 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 feels right when i drink her coffee.
0: Yeah. Um i was listening to something on youtube where she says like it's um like she was making 12 ounces for and she was doing 7 cups of coffee and she was saying that was the equivalent of two double shots of espresso. So i think it's less less caffeine than yeah. than an espresso for sure.
2: Definitely. Definitely. And what we what we had here was uh, well within our rights. And the uh, it's it's four o'clock where I'm at, or about four o'clock. And you know, I think you're a little bit behind time on that. You're 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 on Pacific no, time. I'm with you. You're on East see Oh, okay. So this is a good uh, this is a good afternoon cup of coffee. We won't be we won't be up uh, too late with this. Hopefully, I yeah. don't think so anyway.
0: Actually, coffee doesn't doesn't keep me up. Uh, somewhere along the line, I had a guy that worked for me. Uh, and every, every night when I would like about to go to sleep, I would smell coffee and the whole tour bus was like the aroma of coffee. I'm like, who's having a coffee? And, uh, Tony, he said, you know, uh, you never heard of a nighttime coffee. And, and I was like, it doesn't keep you up. He's like, no, you got to try it. So I started drinking before I go to bed. I have a coffee. Nice. Yeah. I have a nighttime.
2: My, my mother-in-law has a nighttime coffee. Uh, I, I will sometimes, but. It doesn't keep me up, but um, uh, it's just not in my routine. I hear you. Maybe, maybe that changes. Maybe that changes. <laughs> well, my friend, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on. Everyone, make sure you're uh, checking out the new uh, album, uh, Modest Yahoo. Cheers, my friend. Really Cheers. great hanging out with you. Absolutely. Take care, of my man. Be safe out there. Thank you to Modest Yahoo for, uh, for giving me his time. Uh, Next time, we will probably drink whiskey together. I cannot wait for that moment. It probably will be in person. He's uh, going to be touring soon. Make sure you are checking out his tour dates. Also, give him a follow on all the social medias, and please, please, please go listen to his new album. It's awesome, especially if you love hip-hop. It's just a good sound. I really think you'll like it. But that's going to do it for this week. Uh, A lot of great stuff. We've got In the Hopper. Do not forget about uh, all the shows that we have coming up. Please, please go go to fredminnick.com and keep up with all that's going on. Uh, Be safe out there, and remember, take care of one another, especially now. Until next week, cheers.
1: You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey and by Michters. For more information about Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.
2: Watch Yellowstone for free on Pluto TV. All this weekend, Pluto TV is streaming a marathon of seasons one to three of Yellowstone, the show the rap calls a smash hit series. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Mission Impossible 3, Gladiator, CSI, and more. Absolutely free. So download the free Pluto TV streaming app and watch Yellowstone seasons one to three free.